You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everyone. This is Stephen Hayat, the writer of today's episode, and you're listening to Gather by the Ghost Light. Right, this is Gathered by the Ghostlight, original stories for radio theater. I'm Jonathan Cook, your host, producer, and sometimes voice actor on this thing. And today, we're doing something a little bit different. For the first time ever on this podcast, you are going to hear a full-length play. It'll be divided into two parts, Act 1 and Act 2, just in case you can't commit to listening to a full-length play all in one sitting. So this episode is part one of the full-length play called Hugo Saves Christmas in May, written by New Jersey-based playwright Stephen Hayat. You are about to meet Maya Kaplan. She's the manager of a year-round Christmas store called Yuletide Cheer, which is scheduled to close permanently in the coming weeks. But when longtime loyal customer Hugo McGee hears the news, he is determined to save his favorite Christmas store at all costs. Now... Gather around the ghost light, sit back and enjoy. This is part one of Hugo Saves Christmas in May, written by Stephen Hayat. Part two is also currently available, so be sure to check that out at your convenience after listening. You'll tie to your holiday store. There's no place like here for the holidays. This is Maya. Ho, ho, how can I help you? Sorry, you have the wrong number. Yes, I'm sure. Did you want to call Yuletide Cheer? Then you have the wrong number. Humbug to you too, sir. Oh, I hate Christmas. Hmm. Ah! Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing a cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Can I help you? Oh, I'm sorry. I just got carried away. Merry Christmas. It's May. Not in here. Here it's always Christmas. That it is. Do you know where the dollar ornaments are? Over there. Ah, I see it. Thank you. This place looks almost exactly as I remember it. Though I remember the tree being bigger, probably because I was smaller. Oh, and I remember a mailbox sitting over here. It had candy cane stripes. I drop off my letter to the North Pole. We put that away a few years ago. Kids just stopped using it. They can email Santa now. I even heard there was a number you can text him. 
Are you serious? Yeah, I'm sure it's just a bot with standard phrases. But if I were a kid, I'd definitely try to mess with it. I'd ask for crazy things like world peace or a box of throwing stars, just to see what the response would be. <laughs> Blot reported in a lump of coal. Ooh, that ornament's cute. My mom used to take me here when I was little every year. She'd do most of the shopping, but I was allowed to pick one new ornament for the tree from the dollar ornament section. She told me that it was the most important job. Hugo, I need you to focus. This is big. You know how Christmas is the most special time of year? We need to make it special for Santa, too. Santa always visits the same houses year after year, and we don't want him to get bored seeing the same old ornaments. I need you to search this box and pick the most interesting ornament. How will I know which one is the most interesting? Pick something that catches your eye. Maybe it's shiny. Maybe it has fun colors. If you like it and find it interesting, Santa will love it. And his Christmas will be wonderful. So my whole childhood, I believed that I kept Santa interested in his job. Pretty funny story, right? Oh, I wasn't listening. I can repeat it. No, that's okay. What was the last thing you remember hearing? Do you know where the dollar ornaments are? You weren't paying attention? I was busy. It was a really good story. I'm sorry, sir, but... Hugo. Sir was my father's name. Okay, Hugo. Wait. Your father's name was Sir? Yeah, that didn't work. If you had said Mr. McGee, then that would have landed better. I was thinking of the punchline before the setup. That's like putting the star on a tree before any ornaments. Well, good thing you're buying ornaments. Yeah. My mom used to take me here as a kid. You already mentioned that. So you were listening. I caught a little. Then why did you lie? Lying will get you a lump of coal from Santa Claus. Well, lucky for me, then, that Santa's not real. How could you say that? Such lies! Such slander! You dare defame jolly old Saint Nick? There are no kids in here, right? You see anyone else in the store? Okay, I just wanted to be safe. Kids are sneaky. They can hide anywhere, and the last thing I'd want to do is destroy a child's Christmas spirit. Don't worry, you're good. It happened once. I was in the third grade. I'd already figured out the secret... My mom slipped up one year and left the very same wrapping paper out in the hall closet that Santa used. Now every kid knows that Santa doesn't have the time to wrap the gifts that night. Between the gift delivery and the massive amount of cookies he has to consume, that's when I deduced that it had to be my mom. But I kept it secret, <laughs> because Christmas spirit. Obviously, Christmas spirit. Until one day at lunch. It was our first day back from winter vacation. Danny Sariatis was making fun of other poorer kids' gifts and bragging about the Xbox Santa had brought him. And I had had enough of his bullying. I said, Danny, Santa's not real. He looked confused. I then realized you can't just drop that information bomb without an explanation. So I looked him right in the eye and told him he was such a mean kid making fun of other kids' presents that if Santa was real, there's not a chance he'd get an Xbox. His parents bought it for him so Danny could spend hours in his room and they wouldn't have to deal with the monster he'd become. Did he cry? No, he punched me right in the face, which just served as further confirmation that Santa wasn't real. In a just world, monsters would not get Xboxes. I agree with you there. When did you learn that Santa wasn't real? Me? Yeah. How old were you? When did you know? Uh, I guess always. I never believed in Santa. <laughs> never? That's crazy. Did you decide which ornament you're getting? No, I'm still trying to get over the whole never believing in Santa. How did you grow up with any sense of wonder and joy? I managed somehow. 
A Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. Because I can't imagine someone wanting to work here and not feeling constantly overwhelmed with joy. I'm sorry, Sir Hugo. You called me Sir Hugo. Like I'm a knight. Shing! Yeah! Hugo, can you decide what you want to buy to yourself? I'm happy to help if you have questions, but I have a lot of work to do. Wow. Work, work, work. I guess you didn't get any wonder and joy after all. Excuse me? That was rude of me. I'll buy something soon. I'm just torn between these two right here. Why not get both? Everything's half off. Half off? The one dollar ornaments are always one dollar. <laughs> That's what makes them the dollar ornaments. It's clearance pricing. We're closing up shop in a couple of weeks. For the summer? For good. <laughs> That's not possible. This store has been around for, for like 40 years. We had a good run. Yuletide cheer cannot close, especially in the middle of May. Would you prefer the middle of June? You don't seem remotely upset about this. Not particularly. I want to speak to someone who cares. There has to be someone who cares. Uh, can you get the manager? Are you seriously pulling that card? Yes, I'd like to talk to the manager. I am the manager. Then the owner. You know what I mean? I want to talk to the owner, the, the sweet older lady with the holly brooch. I want to talk to her. She's not in. And when will she be in next? Never. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't make... Oh, no, 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 no. She's fine. Nish. She's in Florida with my brother. So you're her... Daughter. Yeah. I'm Maya. We've been trying to get Mom to retire for a while now, but she's crazy stubborn. Then a couple months ago, she tripped on a toy train. Now she's in Florida recovering, and I'm here running the store full time. I'm so sorry. Thanks. It's not the worst job I could have. I meant for your mom. Why? She's in Florida, probably lounging by my brother's pool. But she's your mother. She's fine. She's alive. What's there to be sorry about? Fun fact, if she had died, we wouldn't have to worry about the rest of the lease. Isn't that sad? It's so much cheaper in this country to be dead. I get what George Bailey was thinking. That is an absolutely awful thing to say. I don't wish she was dead. I just recognize the irony. In a way, it worked out better for you. You got to spend more time working at the best job on Earth. I wouldn't say that. Okay, I'll rephrase. Best real job on Earth. There are lots of fictional jobs that would be way cooler. When I was little, my mom gave me the job as the cookie sheriff. Mmm, don't these smell delicious? They sure do! Fresh out of the oven. Oh, this is always the hard part. These cookies are for Santa, and we need to make sure they don't get eaten before he gets here. I need your help. Me? Yeah, you. You're being deputized. The official cookie sheriff of Christmas. There are 23 cookies here. You keep them safe from anyone who tries to take one. Bandits, outlaws, hungry mommies. Then, as your reward, Sheriff Hugo, I'll make sure you get all the extra cookies that Santa didn't eat. How does that sound, Santa partner? partner? My mom would always make snickerdoodles, which also happened to be my favorite. What's your favorite kind of cookie? I can always tell a lot about a person by the kind of cookie they like. Hugo... I have a ton of work to do. I'll be in the back. It's really a shame. Another local institution disappearing. Yep, but we'll all be okay. Ring if you need me. Yes? Have you ever gone through life wondering what your purpose is, only to have it suddenly become crystal clear why you were put on this earth? No. I'm assuming you just have. Yes! Thank you for asking. I'm going to save this store. That's why I'm here. Only need to figure out the how, but I will do it. Oh, please don't. I will. I appreciate you caring, but don't. This store is an institution. 
I would not be the person I am today without it. This town needs a place where Christmas can be celebrated every single day. Have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? Yeah. Replace it with Christmas, and that's my life. A classic that stands the test of time? Christmas is supposed to be special. A once-a-year thing to look forward to. When day after day after day I'm force-fed jolly and subjected to the same Christmas carols over and over and over, I swear, it loses the magic. The human mind is not evolved to withstand hearing Dominic the donkey once, let alone multiple times a day, every single day. It's how serial killers are created. Maya, that's not how serial killers are created. Serial killers come from a lack of purpose and from getting forgotten in too many games of hide-and-seek. But don't worry. You can trust me. I have my purpose. I'm going to save Christmas. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all! I really hate Christmas. Humbug. I did it! Oh, what the hell, Harry? It's Hugo. I don't care. I haven't seen you in two weeks. I thought I was about to get robbed. You can't just burst into a store like that. I did it. You are lucky I didn't belt you with this giant candy cane. This thing is plastic, but it's hard plastic. It'd give you a hell of a bruise. Maya, I did it! Did what? Nearly gave me a heart attack? Yeah, you did. No, I raised the money. What money? To save the store. No, 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 no. I didn't ask you to do that. I wanted to. You're George Bailey, and I'm Mary, and I rallied the town. Should all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Uh, Hugo, no, wait, can you just- Sing with me, Maya. Should all acquaintance be forgot- Why aren't you singing? Oh, yeah. Hear that? An angel got its wings. Hugo, can you stop singing, please, and explain to me what you've done? I went around the town and rallied the community. The store is saved. The community wasn't going to let Yuletide cheer disappear. <laughs> that rhymed. What do you mean, rallied the community? They aren't outside, are they? Are they? Damn it! Oh, there's no one there. Thank God. This is the second heart attack you've given me in the last five minutes. This has been an exciting day. You woke up today thinking this local institution was coming to a close. But now you know it's not. Hugo, the store is going to close. It can't, Maya. It will. Nothing will change that. I'm really sorry to disappoint you in the community. Can I be honest with you? Like you haven't been? I went around this entire town. I knocked on doors. I called local businesses. I even set up a table outside the supermarket to catch shoppers as they left. Boy, those Girl Scouts were pissed that I took their spot. The community didn't want to help. There was one old man who lectured me about bailouts and not interfering with capitalism. Like it was the time-space continuum. Here's the thing. I don't care. I'm not going to be deterred. I'd rather have an army, but if I have to fight this war to save Christmas solo, then call me Yuletide Rambo. Actually, that's a dumb name. Please don't call me that. This should be about $500. It's all I have liquid right at the moment. However, here is the piece de resistance. It's a limited edition Star Wars Admiral Akbar action figure, still in its original packaging. In this condition, if you were to sell it in 20 or 30 years, this would be worth tens of thousands of dollars easy. This should cover another six months of rent, and by that time, it'll be Christmas. 
and it'll be your busy season, and we'll sell so much stuff that- Hugo, this is incredibly sweet. Really, it is. But I can't accept these. It's a gift to the store, to your mom, from me and my family to yours. This isn't right. I know, I know, you feel awkward because I gave you the best Christmas gift ever, but no, I want to. It's not that. It's not the best Christmas gift ever? Did you get a pony? You got a pony, didn't you? I didn't think people actually got ponies. No. It was a Power Wheels. <laughs> that makes way more sense than a pony. I always wanted one, but my mom would say that if I wanted to drive a car at five miles an hour, I could move to New York when I grew up and sit in the Holland Tunnel traffic during rush hour. Will you let me actually talk? Good God, your mind is answering questions that no one is asking. I'm flattered by how much you care about this store. My mom would be touched to know that her little shop has had this impact on you, truly. But there is nothing that can be done. Yuletide Cheer will be closing its doors. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you went to all this effort. I'm sorry you annoyed Girl Scouts and got yelled at by a bitter old man. I'm just sorry, but what's done is done. I knew this was a possibility. I had a sense. When I left the store two weeks ago, a part of me knew that even if I pulled off the Christmas miracle of raising the funds to keep the store afloat, you still may need some convincing. There is nothing to convince me of. You may need... A second Christmas miracle. Fortunately for me, I always come prepared. Maya, I know why this store is closing. Yes, because I literally told you. My mom slipped on a toy train, now in Florida. No, it's because you lost your Christmas spirit. Don't worry. I'll help you find it using a time-tested method. Consider me the ghost of Christmas past. What? The ghost of Christmas past? From a Christmas carol? I know the story. I'm confused by your plan. You can time travel? No, but I have an internet connection. I googled your name on my fancy schmancy smartphone. Now we can see the full picture of what makes you, Maya, the metaphorical lump of coal in our community's Christmas stocking. This is really creepy. No, they're public records. It's not like I know where you live. Maya Kaplan, age 34, ah, lives at 14 Branford Street. Okay, I know where you live, but it's not like I'd ever go there. I just want to lead you on a Scrooge-like transformation and save Christmas. That's all. Fine. I'll play along if it gets you to leave sooner. What else does it say there? Anything about where I hid the bodies? Very funny. It says you have no criminal record. No known criminal record. Because I'm good at my job. Can you please humor me? I'm trying to help you find the Christmas spirit. By examining your past, we'll learn about the events that led you down this path of humbuggery. Humbuggery? Maya Kaplan, age 34, lives at 14 Branford Street. No criminal record. Occupation unknown. You serious? Look around. Parents, Mark and Rachel. Sibling, Seth. Ooh, this is really digging deep. It's like you've known me my whole life. There's more. Wait, uh, boring, boring. What? I don't think this is accurate. It says your net worth is $14 million? That's totally accurate. I'm loaded. I just work here for fun. It also says you're Jewish. Well, that part's right, at least. You're Jewish? I know. Are you joking? Why would I joke about that? So you're a Jewish millionaire? Not a millionaire. That is a stereotype. But your mother owned the store. So your mother... Is also Jewish. That's typically how it works in Judaism. But she owned a Christmas store. Should she have owned a deli? No, I, I mean... You don't see how it's weird? Weird? Not common. Growing up, this was the only Christmas store I heard of, so I believe they were all run by Jews. I mean, many Christmas songs were written by Jews, so it wasn't that big of a stretch. No, they weren't. 
Absolutely they were. All the best ones. A Jew wrote the Christmas shoes? No. What? Do you really think that's the best Christmas song? I, I don't know. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Silver Bells, literally the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting, blah blah blah, the Christmas song. I practically hear more Jewish music working here than I do when I'm in Shoal. I'm still processing the first thing. Why did your mom decide to own a Christmas store? Why not? Why not is not a reason. It's the answer you give when you don't want to give one. Why did you eat an entire meat lover's pizza? Why not? Why did you get a pet scorpion? Why not? Why did you play in traffic? Why not? Why not is only slightly better than because I said so. I don't have to give you a reason. I'm not forcing you, but I'm genuinely interested. My mom and her friend wanted to run a business. The store was for sale. They took a chance. After a couple years, the friend left. Mom didn't. Fast forward two decades and here we are. It's not exciting. No one is bidding for the movie rights. Uh, was your mom's friend also... You can say Jewish. And no, she wasn't. She was just an old friend. Not sure how they met. It was before I was born. Best friends, but horrible business partners. They had created differences. Patty, the friend, always wanted to go crazy over the top with decorations and inflatable Santas and all that stuff. My mom wanted a classier approach. Classic. White lights. Candles. Electric, not real ones. We're not about to cause a fire. Makes sense. Maya, did you sort that box of candy cane ornaments? I'm working on it. Can you pick up the pace? We're going to be late to pick up Seth from soccer practice. It's hard. There's this giant old lady mannequin blocking the shelves. That wasn't my idea. Patty wanted to do a window display dedicated to that grandma got run over by a reindeer song. Did you tell Patty that's a dumb idea? I did. Are you okay, Mom? I'm fine, Maya. Mom, you can tell me. I'm 13. I'm an adult now. When I say I'm fine, that means I'm fine. Some people just don't have the Christmas spirit. Now let's get going. We don't want your brother to be left behind. Apparently their argument got heated and personal and ended with Patty screaming on her way out the door, What does a Jew know about Christmas? Yeesh. Yep. And my mom's been running the store solo since. And what does a Jew know about Christmas? Christmas is literally a Jew's birthday party, and Patty was at my bat mitzvah. She knows firsthand my mom could throw a hell of a party. I went to a bar mitzvah once for my friend. We did the circle dance, and then he got lifted up in the chair. That looked absolutely terrifying. Is it always the four drunkest cousins who volunteer to hold the chair? Sometimes you get an uncle with a bad knee, but no one who should be lifting you in the chair is ever the one lifting the chair. I think that's why they say that's when you become an adult. Sitting in that chair, being raised up and down while being spun in circles. That was the first time I truly had to deal with my own mortality. So this store, it obviously means a lot to your mom. It always came first. When my friends got to hang out on weekends, I had to work here. When my brother got to go to sleepaway camp, I had to work here. When my mom slipped and fell on that train and hurt her leg, her first call was to me. That's the start. To ask me to cover the store so she could go to the hospital. And by cover, she meant a year of my life. And why hasn't your brother ever helped you with any of this? Because I'm single and childless. I don't get why that matters. Hugo, are you married? No. Then get married. Get married yesterday and have children. It doesn't matter the number, just pop out a kid. Because if your siblings get married before you, then your life and your dreams become forfeit and you are conscripted into a life of geriatric care. Your parents will never bother your siblings because they have families, but your time doesn't matter. And if you dare appear hesitant in any way, you will get a sermon on selfishness and parental sacrifices. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful my parents paid my college tuition, but if I knew that they'd prevent me from taking any opportunity where I can use the degree, 
I would have saved them the money and had a clear conscience. So your dream was not to work in holiday retail? I wanted to be a zoologist, study animals in the wild, take care of them in sanctuaries. But then that dream effectively ended on September 4th, 2006. What happened? Steve Irwin was killed by a stingray. My mom was already uneasy when Roy got mauled by his tiger, but this put her over the edge. No, Maya, absolutely not. Mom! This is insanity. A man died. He's like the second person in Australia to ever be killed by a stingray. And why do you want to be number three so badly? I I don't even like stingrays. That's not the point, Maya, and you know it. Today it's a stingray, tomorrow it'll be a bear, or a shark, or an elephant. And while you're off roaming the world trying to befriend these beasts that only see you as a talking porterhouse, I'm not getting any younger. What if something were to happen, and don't say you know nothing will happen, because you don't know. Everybody thinks they're so smart and knows everything, but if they did, why would there be emergency rooms then? Think about that one, Miss. I'm not going to get attacked by a stingray. stingray. Anytime I bring up to my mom about taking a job somewhere that involved animals, she'd give me a whole spiel about the store and all the things that could potentially happen to her if I'm gone. And I knew she'd be fine, statistically, logically. I knew. But I couldn't risk it. The guilt. It's been programmed into me. Years and years of conditioning. It's crazy. Everyone will die. We know that. But if she happened to die while I'm taking care of animals in New Zealand or wherever, I would spend the rest of my life believing I could have saved her from that tornado. Yes, one of the examples she gave me is that she and the store would get caught in a tornado. But I know, with absolute confidence, that if she were on her deathbed and I was sitting right next to her, holding her hand, looking her right in the eyes, her last words would be, Where's your brother? All Seth has to do is send a photo of his children and a sample of their chicken scratch crayon artwork and say, they made this for their grandma, and now he's the child of the year. But for me, I have to choose. The dilemma of the unmarried childless child. Either serve your parents until they die and sacrifice all your dreams, or know that the day that they do die, it'll be your fault somehow and that you could have done more. So here I am. Choosing door number one, at least just for a few more weeks. There is a door number three. Enlighten me. You can change your dreams. Brilliant. You're looking at life like you're at a crossroad, when there are really many paths you can explore. Life is rarely a binary either or. You can have your cake and eat it too. Maybe it just involves eating a little less cake. And I assume my new dream involves me somehow working at the store? I am merely the ghost of Christmas past. I do not tell you your dreams. I just provide guidance. You're as useful as a magic eight ball. What's your favorite animal? What's that got to do with anything? What is your favorite animal? The beluga whale. Really? (coughs) Darn. I hoped you'd say a camel. A goat or a donkey would also have worked. Oh, we are not getting a live nativity scene. It's a valid option. A win-win for both of us. I get Christmas, you get your animal fix. No, you get Christmas. I have to deal with the liability of some kid getting kicked by a camel when trying to take a selfie. It would be fun. And people add all kinds of fun animals to their mangers, like parrots and monkeys. I'm sure we could figure out a way to add a beluga whale. If I'm going to turn the store into an aquarium, why don't I just work at the aquarium? Think about it. The path is clear as day. Beluga, baby beluga, baby, baby in a manger, away in a manger, Christmas carol, Christmas store. 
There you go. I want to live my own dreams, Hugo, not your dreams, not my mother's dreams, not some altered, scaled-down, off-brand dollar store knockoff of my dreams. My dreams. What I set out to do. I'm going to be selfish for once. For the first time in years, I have the opportunity to be happy, and I want to be happy. Okay, I think that's a good place to end this journey to the past. It was nostalgic, it was introspective, it was informative, and lets us know who you were so we can discover who you will be. Let's put a big check next to Ghost of Christmas Past. Now, on to the Ghost of Christmas Present. We're here right now, in the present. So look around, pretty store. Ooh, see the ornaments? Look, that's a tree. And check. All right, that was an easy one. Now for the finale, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Are you almost done? Last one. I don't own a creepy cloak. The closest I have are these Hogwarts robes I got for LeakyCon last year. But just imagine, once I put this on, I'm the ghost of Christmas yet to come and not Percy Weasley. That won't be too hard. Okay, here I go. What is a student doing roaming the halls at these hours? A prefect, no less. Ten points from Gryffindor and don't let it happen again. Ah, you're not taking this seriously. What do you expect me to do? You're just standing there and pointing. That's what this ghost does. He stands and he points and he's ominous. That's his thing. But at the end of the day, it works because Scrooge sees the error of his ways and buys a sick kid a turkey. Do you see the error of your ways? I'm not buying you a turkey. Do you see the error of your ways? I do, but there is no undoing the past, according to the great philosopher Cher. It is impossible to turn back time. Look harder. Do you see the error of your ways? No. Then what do you see? I see... Yes? I see... Go on. A Starbucks! A what?! A Starbucks. In a few months' time, this storefront will be the proud location of the fourth Starbucks in a two-mile radius. You're joking. Paperwork has already been filed with the city. No, 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 no. A Starbucks? You're replacing this Christmas store with a Starbucks? I'm not personally. They chose to move in here. Secretly, I was rooting for a Chipotle. Well, we got a Starbucks. The most anti-Christmas store there is. How can you walk into a Starbucks and know it's Christmas time? Besides the cups being red and the assortment of peppermint-flavored beverages and the non-stop playing of Michael Buble Christmas albums, we're going from an always Christmas store to a sometimes Christmas store? Christmas is a sometimes holiday. My mom owns a 365-day store that celebrates a one-day event. If you go by the song 12 Days Tops... It's more than 12 days. It's a season. From Thanksgiving to New Year's. No, even longer. I could swear that I started hearing Christmas songs on the radio before Halloween. But it's more than that. Christmas is a mindset. It's a feeling of happiness and cheer. There's a song from Hello, Dolly. It's Mame. You sure? I hear the song 14 times a day. I'm sure. We Need a Little Christmas is from Mame. Then you get the idea. When we need happiness in a pick-me-up, Christmas is that pick-me-up. And I don't know about you, but a place where I can find happiness and cheer shouldn't be a sometimes store. Then how come I've never seen you here before? I was here two weeks ago. You know what I meant. Before then, why have I never seen you? I didn't have a specific need for happiness and cheer then. But it's good to know that your store is there in case I do. I'm sorry, Hugo, but I am not going to give up my life just on the off chance that you need some holiday cheer on a random Tuesday in the middle of May. It's absurd for you to ask. I'm sorry it's come to this, Maya. What are you doing with those handcuffs? I'm cuffing myself to this tree. I'm not going anywhere until I know that Yuletide cheer is not going anywhere. 
Which Christmas story is this from? I don't remember the one with a crazy person tying themselves to a tree. Commence Operation Christmas Spirit. Oh, good grief. Good King Winsor, let's look down to the Virgin Mother, where the snow lay round about, deep and Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover? That's not even the right lyrics. I'm pretty sure it is. Deep and Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is the dad from Back to the Future. It goes, Good King Winsor, let's look down on the feast of Stephen, when the snow laid round about, deep and crisp and even. Oh, you want to sing? Are you getting the Christmas spirit? <sighs> Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel. Nice try. We're not going to do this. I have work to do, and I'm going to do it so that I don't have to stay in the store any longer than I have to. Then I will just entertain myself through the power of song. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas... Eh, very clever. Do you think you can break me with that? You forget. I am Jewish. Ever been to a Passover Seder? We invented songs with too many verses. <laughs> this isn't the 12 days of Christmas. That wouldn't make sense. We're in Yuletide cheer where Christmas is every day. This is the 365 days of Christmas. I'll skip to my favorite verse. On the 149th day of Christmas, my true love Hugo, gave to me Hugo, really. 149 Hugo, bars of chocolate, 148 please. cups of oatmeal, 147 Hugo, Beanie no. Babies, 146 Lamborghinis, 145 Olive Garden breadsticks, 144 oh, Hairless Kittens, oh, 100... Wait! I have it! What? I have it. I have the Christmas spirit. I am overjoyed. I want to sip cocoa and sing carols and demand figgy pudding from strangers and do all the best Christmas traditions. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I want to start with my favorite Christmas tradition, opening presents. I can't wait to open this one, this Star Wars collectible figure you brought. You wouldn't. Watch me. But if you do that, it'll lose all its value. A, a toy is not meant to be touched by human hands. It's Christmas, Hugo. Are you going to deprive me the joy of opening presents? Don't. Please. Uncuff yourself from my Christmas tree and leave the store or the toy gets it. You are a Grinch. Give me my limited edition collectible. Not a chance. Uncuff yourself from the tree. All I want to do is help. I never asked for help. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. Yes, you do. You need me to save Christmas. You are being held back by Christmas. No, I'm not. That wasn't a metaphor. Look at yourself. You're literally so tied to Christmas that you are unable to move forward. You want your life back, Hugo? You want to keep this Star Wars doll safe? You're going to have to free yourself to get it. Please, don't open it. I I'm uncuffing myself. Now get out of my store. Your mom would be embarrassed if she saw you like this. My mom... My mom passed away in February. What? She died last February. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You didn't know. But I didn't mean to be a jerk. You did, but you didn't know, so you didn't mean to be that kind of jerk. That's why I said it was okay. I'm really sorry about your mother. Her birthday was two weeks ago. It would have been two weeks ago. Whatever. It was a rough day. They're all rough. Not a single day goes by when I don't think about her. It'll take time. I know. I'm told it gets easier, but it hasn't yet. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I want it to. I was worried that if it stopped hurting, it meant she no longer mattered as much. That day, I passed this store, and I remember the times Mom would bring me here when I was little, how I would always get to pick out a new ornament for the tree, and it made me smile. It was the first time I thought about her and I wasn't sad. Christmas was just always me and my mom. My dad died when I was really, really little. 
I don't really remember that much about him. Just that I've been told I sound like him when I laugh, and we both have terrible poker faces. I have two half-sisters. They were from his first marriage, or much older than me. So every Christmas they'd spend it with their mom, and I'd always spend it with mine. This store's more than just four walls full of ornaments, candy canes, and other trinkets. It's full of memories. Some of my favorite. I lost my mom. I didn't want to lose the memories that went with her. I don't want to forget her. I don't want her to be forgotten. I'm sorry for taking your time. I'll go now. Maya? Yeah? Can I have my limited edition Admiral Akbar action figure back? I, I know I gave it to oh, you. Sure. Of course. Oh, your money. Let me get that. No, that's okay. Give it to your mama so thank you. It's $500. Well, she can buy herself a nice Christmas present. Tell her that Catherine McGee's kid says thank you for the good memories. That was part one of Hugo Safe's Christmas in May, written by Stephen Hayat. It was performed by Adam Cowart as Hugo, Marion Thibodeau as Maya, Amy Patton as Catherine, Pepper Wren as Rachel, and Luke Romagnoli as young Hugo. Part two is currently available whenever you're ready to hear the rest of the story. Thank you all for listening, and if you are associated with a theater and you would like to produce the play you heard today on your stage, send an email to gatherbytheghostlight at gmail.com or contact the playwright directly at his website, stephenhayett.com. And if you'd like to have some really cool Gather by the Ghostlight merchandise, t-shirts are available at the merchandise link in the show notes and the year one and year two books, which are both also available on Amazon. This program is supported in part by the Greater Augusta Arts Council through a grant from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. Intro and outro music, as always, is provided by artist JK47. And if you enjoy this podcast, maybe you're a longtime listener, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard, let us know. Please leave us a rating or a review in all the places that you can. And also be sure to follow Gather by the Ghostlight on social media to stay up to date on new episodes. I'm Jonathan Cook, and as always, stay safe, and I'll see you next time we Gather by the Ghostlight. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.